Hello, and welcome to Eyes on Success, a weekly program of information on the ever-changing world of accessibility. Now here are the hosts of this program, Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy. Hello, I'm Nancy. And I'm Pete. Well, I've used many apps through the years to read digital books, periodicals, and other materials, and they all seem to have their pros and cons, but none is perfect. But I recently tried one that I think you'll all like that has some very nice accessibility features, and I enjoyed it a lot. And that's what we'll be talking about today. We'll speak with Winston Chen, founder and lead developer of the Voice Dream suite of apps for iOS devices, including Reader, Writer, Scanner, and Mail, about how he became interested in including accessibility features into the apps and how that's worked out. But first for our tip of the week. This week's tip comes from Winston Chen and is related to his apps. You can add additional text-to-speech voices and download better versions of the text-to-speech voices on your iPhone by going to iOS settings under general accessibility. See, it's really well hidden. Then you select voiceover. Then you go into speech (laughs) and then tap on voice. And here you have a list of all the voices Um, If you're in the U.S., you hear all the voices in English. And then you also see some voices like Allison, Ava, Nikki, Susan, Tom, Al, these voices that are not installed on your phone by default. And there's a download button, and you you click on that, and it'll download those. Um, And there are also voices where, so for example, Samantha, which is the main U.S. English voice, um, there is an enhanced version of that. So if you, tap, if you tap on Samantha, you can say download the enhanced version of that. Now the enhanced version of Samantha will be available, and, and that sounds quite a bit better than the regular version. And of course, you have voices in Australian English, Irish English, South African English, and, and British English. So you have this huge number of voices available. And those are all free from Apple. Correct, correct. And you can use these voices with any text-to-speech app on your iOS device, not just with the Voice Dream suite of apps. Support for Eyes on Success is provided by Ira, an app that remotely connects people who are blind or have low vision to trained agents for access to visual information. Details are available at 1-800-835-1934. You are listening to Eyes on Success. Success, 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 success. Let's start by meeting Winston and learning about how he got started developing apps. It is quite a story. Hello, everyone. This is Winston Chen. Uh, I'm the founder of uh, Voice Dream. I'm also the the main developer for our products, for apps on iOS. So that's iPhones, iPads, Watch, and soon the the Mac. So the bulk of this show will be discussing those products, but can you tell us how you got into creating those apps? Uh, Sure. This is a bit of a longer story. Um, 
About uh, eight, eight years ago, I had been working in high tech for, for many years, and I was working at a corporate software company uh, that does um, that produces software for, for big businesses. Um, I guess I got a little bit tired and bored, uh, maybe slightly disillusioned with tech in general. So my family and I, uh, with our two young children, we decided to take a year off and we moved to a small island just north of the Arctic Circle in Norway. And what did you do for a year north of the Arctic Circle? I spent a lot of time outdoors. I, I did fishing. I was uh, did a lot of hiking. I learned how to salt, how to dry fish. I learned how to, uh, and of course, catching them. But when when it got dark and cold in the winter, um, when when you only get a few hours of daylight every day, uh, I decided to have a different focus, and maybe writing an app was, was seemed like the right thing. <laughs> Back in those days, uh, iPhones were just starting to get popular. And what was the app that you developed? The app was very simple. It's something that I would need. You can load uh, web pages or PDF documents, and it'll read it out loud for you using text-to-speech. So how did you get involved in writing apps that would be so handy for people with visual impairments? Well, see, that, yeah, so that was not the original goal. Um, so I always say my story is a bit accidental because I, I wrote this app um, not with people with, who are visually impaired in mind and, and not even with students with dyslexia, reading differences, learning differences in mind. But when I put the app in the app store, the first email I got, and I was shocked that anyone was even able to find it. So the email, I got an email from a math teacher who said, uh, I've got this math student in my class, and he's really smart, really good at math, but he has trouble taking exams because he had this some sort of reading. He, I don't think the teacher even knew what the term dyslexia. And he said, but what I do is I load up the exam in a PDF format, I load up in your app, and then I just give him my iPad, and he will go to a corner of a room with with headphones, and he will listen to the exam and as he, as he takes it. And I thought, wow, that is incredible. Never thought of how someone will use this app in that way. Uh, and I decided to do some re research, and that was how I got into the accessibility space. And then we came back to Boston. I, I you know, was uh, busy trying to launch a startup, but meanwhile, I just, you know, I, I was obsessed with this product. But I really felt so strongly that just based on the responses I got from people that this product really it makes a big difference in people's lives. Um, and it's a sort of connection that I never felt working in tech for all, all those years before that. And at some point, I guess I decided this this was my thing. <laughs> this was, I'm going to do this full time. Now you're working on Voice Dream full time? That's right. That's right. And in fact, we are, um, well, we're a small company. We have three people and I still do all the development on, on, on iOS. Um, I, we have an Android developer uh, who does maintains the Android reading app, Android Reader. And um, we also have someone um, who does customer support. Eyes on Success is made possible in part by our corporate partners. Underwriting pairs the impact of targeted marketing with the integrity of community goodwill. 
Learn more by sending an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. This week's focus topic is the suite of apps from VoiceStream, namely Reader, Writer, Scanner, and Mail. So we've talked a little bit about your company, VoiceStream, and we skirted around the issue of what apps that you actually have released and developed. Can you tell us what these are, and then we can delve into each one separately? Sure. So the focus of VoiceStream, with voice in, in its name, um, the focus is text-to-speech and how to uh, use voice-based technology. That's a common thread. And the other thing that we focus on are productivity apps. Um, that's right. We don't do games. We don't do um, you know uh, other types of, of software. So I, in over the years, I've created four products. Uh, the main product is a reading app, and this was the one that was created, the very first product to th- it released in 2012. Uh, it's called Reader, Voice, so it's VoiceStream Reader. Um, the second product is VoiceStream Writer, uh, and that's a text editor with text-to-speech built in. And again, for uh, uh, people who have trouble reading visually, a, a text editor that, that can read what you wrote using text-to-speech allows you to, to make sure you don't make mistakes and so on. Uh, I thought that would be helpful. So that's the writing tool. I also wrote an email app that reads email out loud that's called VoiceStream Mail. And then just two months ago, um, I, um, I released our uh, newest product, which is VoiceStream Scanner. Um, this is something I wanted to do for a long time which is to be able to use the iPhone's camera to take a picture of a document and then detect, recognize the text uh, in that image and read it out loud, again, using text-to-speech. So what's interesting about apps like this is that, in general, iOS devices are very accessible, and most apps are pretty easy to use by a visually impaired person. And I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about what sets these apps aside from some of the others you might find on the App Store. Sure. We just talk about Reader because that's the the most popular app and by far the most used. In fact, the reading app is used by about 300,000 people now around the world. Wow. And that's also the, the reason that the VoiceStream received the, the, you know, the very prestigious um, Jacob Blotten Award from Fed- National Federation for the Blind. Oh, congratulations. Oh, thanks. So the reading, the reading app, and, and as far as you know, most blind folks who are tech savvy, this is the go-to reading app. And why do you say that? There are three things I want to mention. One is that it pretty much can ingest or load anything. So PDF documents, Word documents, web pages, ebooks, uh, bookshare books, um, whatever that's got text in it, you can you can load it in, into this. So it's a truly a universal reader in the sense, the sense that you can read a huge variety of content. So you don't have to keep switching apps for different formats. Right. And that is certainly handy. So what else is special about this app? The second thing is the selection of voices that it offers. It comes with a premium voice and also all the voices on that's built into to iOS, the iPhone, they're available. 
I think there's about sort of 15, 20 of them just in English alone. So, so a huge selection of voices and also other voices that you can purchase if, if you choose to. You can truly find the voice that you feel the most comfortable with. I remember getting an email from a user in, in Britain and, and he said, I, I love the voice of Rachel because she reminds me of my grade school teacher. <laughs> yeah, so you can find, find a voice that, you, that truly speaks to you and you feel the most comfortable with. I was amazed when I first opened the app and it was like, wow, how do I decide? And that's important. It's not important for people who use text-to-speech occasionally, but it's really important for people who spend perhaps, you know, hours every day. Yes. Mm -hmm. And what's the third unique feature? There is literally infinite, an infinite number of ways you can adjust, change, customize the reading experience for all kinds of special needs. So, for example, there are not too many people who are completely blind. A lot of people are partially sighted. Um, and, and it could be helpful to follow along, to look at the text, even if the text is being spoken out loud. So the way VoiceStream works is that it's, it's not a screen reader in that it, do, it doesn't read on what's, only what's on the screen. In fact, there are two streams of output. Think about the text you know, as a musical score. And then, you know, there's an instrument, which is the text-to-speech voice that's like rendering that, making that into audio and speaking that out loud. But in parallel to that, there is the visual aspect of it. And both can be adjusted separately and independently. Um, so, for example, you know, you can be listening to something and then you're like, okay, maybe I want to look at the text right now. And that's okay because it's right there on the screen. Or maybe you can say, I want to scroll ahead a little bit, even though I'm listening, you know, to a, to a different part in, in the document just to have a look. And, and also mixed mode reading. You know, one time, um, you know, a user asked me, you know, can you... You know, because right now the default mode is that when you scroll the text, it scrolls continuously, right? Just like a, you know, in the browser, you know, you can scroll it up and down. Can you can you do it so that it scrolls one page at a time? And I asked, well, this is a text-to-speech product. You know, why would you want to do that? And he says, well, you know, sometimes I read visually with my eyes. If I if I get tired, then I want to just start using text-to-speech. And then maybe when I'm done, you know, after a few minutes, I'm like, okay, now I think I can read visually again. I will stop then and start reading visually. So, you know, people read in such, you know, interesting and very different ways. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I recall when I had some amount of vision and I would use speech and print kind of in a complementary fashion. You know, your eyes would get a little bit tired, so you rely on speech or Maybe you didn't quite see something and you rely on speech or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. So many people are in, in that position. I assume you also have the ability to adjust colors and contrast and font size and all of that. Yes. And as you know, that would be really important for somebody with low vision. You, you can adjust the font size, all kinds of spacing, for people who have trouble focusing, you can make it such that you see one line of text or three lines or five lines of text. For people who want to speed read, uh, there is ability to, to uh, what call it the Pac-Man mode based on research at MIT that's proven to make even sighted people with 
sound and visuals to read at twice of the speed that they're capable of reading. So lots of different ways of, you know, if there's a pronunciation that you don't like, you can put it in the dictionary and every time it encounters that word or a phrase or a name, it'll pronounce it in the way that you want to. You mentioned earlier that reader can read Bookshare documents. What is your relationship with Bookshare? Bookshare is awesome. That's a great resource. Yeah. I mean, so VoiceStream, if you have a Bookshare membership, VoiceStream allows you to access Bookshare directly from within the app and download it there. And you made that very seamless to do. That's a nice feature. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, that was one of the earlier features that I worked on. And when I realized I have to give people the ability to easily download books from there. Mm -hmm. Maybe I can talk a little bit about people who like to use Braille and other methods of reading. So the Braille display is a yet another output of the app. This is another way of reading that I that I never would have imagined, is that a lot of people, visually impaired folks, would read using a Braille display in combination with voice, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, you know, you're reading a book and sometimes, well, you're, you're in an environment where you you may, maybe you don't want to um, put on uh, headphones. So you read with, with, a, with a Braille display. And then maybe half an hour, an hour later, you're in a different environment, and now you want to listen. So you've given people lots of options and a tremendous amount of customability here. Right. I, I think that's really the goal. There's this whole variety of different ways to read. And my goal is to support all of those. We have users who use uh, the switch who are physically unable to move. So you can operate VoiceStream with just one button, one switch. One thing that impressed me a lot about the VoiceStream reader app was the fact that, you know, you had all this customization and I've used other apps that were geared towards making it easy for visually impaired people to read. But, you know, you had a hunt for all of these customizations and settings, and they were buried down a couple of levels. It was a real hassle. And somehow you kept all those different settings at levels where they were easy to get at. And if you wanted to make a quick change, it was very simple to do, and you didn't have to go hunting around the whole UI. Yeah, yeah. I've thought about the UI really carefully. Um... You know, sometimes I would say maybe a little, I, I would agonize about, you know, where to put a button. You know, sometimes I would think about that for a long time before arriving at a decision. Well, that can be very important in terms of how efficient and easy it is for people to interact with the program. A lot of people don't think about that. They think about the technical stuff that's under the hood and they forget about how are people actually going to use this in real life. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like the scanner, for example, you know, I, I made sure that when you're holding the iPhone, trying to take a picture of a document, that, you know, all, everything you would want to access quickly are reachable from your thumb, like because you're holding the phone usually from the base, right? So all the buttons that you want to get to quickly are near the bottom of the screen, the other thing that impressed me about the Voice Dream Reader, and maybe I've seen this in apps before, but you made extensive use of it. There are a number of elements that if you tap on them, some dialogue will open up, but they're also capable of being used as sort of 
switches or sliders. And I'm thinking in particular of the audio settings button. If you tap on that, it opens up a dialogue with a bunch of options for audio settings, but you don't even have to get into the dialogue to switch the speed of the audio. You can just flick up and down on that same element. So you've sort of made kind of um, a two-way use of many of these elements. Right, right. I, I, yeah, and, and the same with the play or pause button, yes. right? Because um, if your if voiceover highlight is sitting on that button, you know, you can double tap to play and double tap to pause. You can swipe up to rewind and right. swipe down to fast forward. So in most cases, you, you know, when you're reading, you don't, your highlight really doesn't even need to move away from, from that button. Um, and, and that's a, was a realization that voiceover users have this um, disadvantage because it takes you longer to navigate the screen, right? So if you've got too many buttons, then it will take you a long time to, to get to the button that you want to go to. Yes, that's been some of my frustration with other reading apps. While I'm hunting for the button, the book keeps reading, and meanwhile I've missed what I'm really looking for and what I'm really trying to do. Right, right. But 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 there's actually also an advantage in that like when the highlight is on something, there's multiple things you can do which when you're not using voiceover, you don't have that, that, that luxury. So I, I actually use that quite you know, extensively in, in VoiceStream, you know, this idea that a, a button can be pressed and also when it's highlighted, it, it can be uh, you know, flicked uh, up and down. Same with the selection tool, right? I'm not sure you played with that. Yes, yeah. Yeah, the text selection tool. Again, this flicking up and down makes for a very natural way to move the selection cursor. It was very easy to do, yes. Yeah, in fact, I was so so happy when I discovered that, that, that I could do it. I went ahead and made a bunch of buttons work that way, and the people at Apple were pretty impressed. They are like, wow. Yes, I'd like to see a lot more developers implement techniques like that because it makes a lot more efficient use of the space on the screen and the number of elements that you need to perform functions. Right, and and that's because that the, you can flick uh, up or down on the play and pause button. You don't need the rewind and fast forward button anymore. So that's two things gone from the screen that you otherwise will have to navigate around. That was very clever. Well, maybe you set a new standard for developers. <laughs> <laughs> cool. We've been talking mostly about the Reader app. But the new Scanner app has also become very popular. Can you talk some more about that? I'm so happy about the scanning app. I, the, the, you know, the new text recognition you know, uses what, you know, what we call machine learning algorithms, which does a far, far superior job of recognizing text. And this is, this is why I went ahead and developed this app, because I was experimenting with these new, new, new methods of recognizing text that entirely runs on the device, on, on the iPhone, using what's called a, a, special, a GPU, which is a specialized processor that, that sits on, on the iPhone. Mm -hmm. And they are incredibly fast, and they're incredibly accurate. And, and I was so blown away by this, I said, this is a step change in technology, and this new scanning app has to be written. When I, when I first released the product, I, I, I got an email from um, a gentleman in Ireland, and he said, um, 
And this is one of those, you know, one of those emails that, again, reaffirmed, like, I'm doing the right thing in life, <laughs> you know. Um, he uh, he said, I, um, you know, I, I heard about this app and I, I bought it just to, you know, it's not that expensive. It's $6. Mm-hmm. And I decided to, just to give it a shot, could give it a shot, give it the most difficult problem I can think of. So he took out a, a, a stack of physical mail, you know, all worked because they've been sort of held together with a rubber band. And he took out one and just took a picture. And he says, I can't, I was just blown away that he read everything on that envelope perfectly with no mistake. <laughs> and he said, as, as this as this reading out loud, he says, like, you know, I, I felt tears trickling from my eyes because he said, I've tried all the scanning apps and I've never, never found one that is this accurate. So he went ahead and, you know, took out his years of collections of LPs and started scanning all of those too because he has confidence that it'll it doesn't need to do a lot of work and very quickly he can get them all scanned. That must have been very rewarding for you. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. Bet. Well I must say these apps are very usable by the visually impaired and very productive and I encourage people to try them out. You are listening to Eyes on Success. Success, 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 success. Now for this week's final item, how to learn more about the Voice Dream suite of apps and how to contact Winston. So if people want to find out more about Voice Dream and some of the apps that you've developed, where would you send them? Um, I would say that the best way is to go to the App Store and search for Voice Dream. You'll see uh, all the Voice Dreams app available. And you, all, you can also read about the features in each product as well as um, read the reviews. You know, the reading app is a 4.5 star app and the scanner is a 4.6 star app. Both are, are quite well received by the community. And you also have the writer and the mail app. That's right. You can check those out as well. And your website? Uh, the website is voicedream.com. There you can also find similar kinds of information that you will find in the App Store. And if somebody has a question and wants to send an email? That's best way is to send email to support at voicedream.com. For a general question, you can write to info at voicedream.com. And of course, we should also mention the AppleViz.com website where visually impaired people discuss lots of iOS products and there have been lots of discussions about the Voice Dream apps on that forum. Yes, yes. Also, a, a user has created a user forum for just Voice Dream products. Great. And I Googled you, of course, have to do my homework. And I discovered that NPR did a piece about your year on that little island. Uh, yeah, yes, yes. That was my day of fame. Um, that story uh, was broadcast nationwide. And that day, uh, you know, the picture of my family were on the top article on NPR.org. Well, that's pretty cool. It was quite shocking. Yeah. I'm not sure if I can, you know, I'll ever be able to top that in terms of fame. <laughs> <laughs> Even more than your TED talk? Yeah, well, there was a TED blog. And we will have links to those in our show notes if people want to read that and learn more. 
That's it for show number 1928. Next week on Eyes on Success, we'll be talking about reading tarot cards for a profession. What does the future hold? Well, listen next week when we talk with Eden Kaiser, a totally blind professional tarot card reader and psychic about how she became a tarot card reader and has turned it into a profitable business that she can do from the comfort of her own home. If you have any questions regarding something you've heard about on the show, or you'd like to share an idea for a future show, send an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. You've been listening to Eyes on Success, hosted and produced by Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy and distributed by WXXI Reach Out Radio. Browse the full archive of programs, find instructions for subscribing to the podcasts, and much more at www.eyesonsuccess.net. You can also find us on iTunes and follow us on Facebook at Eyes on Success or Twitter at underscore Eyes on Success. We hope you will join us again next week for more information and updates on products for accessible living. Thanks for listening to Eyes on Success and have a nice day.